intro again. Don't, don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Cody Rhodes is hot dog water solidified. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm No Contest JD. <laughs> I'm the man with the most luxurious hair in the wrestling business. I'm Jake. The fuck you are. I'm Shane Daniels. And you don't wrestle anymore. Fuck ever. Still in the business. Yeah. And wrestled still over. Fuck you. And according to the Smarks, I'm the best wrestler in the game. Will Diamond. Are you? According to the Smarks. That doesn't hold a lot of weight. Not a hard bar to clear. Fuck them guys. Uh, so we got a very special episode tonight. We're uh, going to do an interview with uh, Cameron Cox, who has uh, actually won MVP of the week twice on this podcast from me and Shane Daniels. So we figured it's time to bring him in and uh, let him tell a story. Cameron, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. So, man, uh, let's start things off real simple here. Uh, tell us how you got started in the wrestling business. Uh, well. I mean, I can sit here and say the same thing that everybody's heard before, something I've wanted to do all my life. Um, I started out at Empire Wrestling in 2014. I was 18 years old. I had trained. Oh, wow, you were there like right after I quit training. Yep. Actually, the first time I went to Empire just to check it out, you and Joey Lynch was the first match on the card, and it was actually the match where I said, oh, yep, this is the place I need to go. <laughs> Holy crap, that's fucking cool. So, like, uh, what's funny about that night is, like, I got called at the last minute to come work that match. I was TWE champion at the time, and I had to come double oh, shot in there. I didn't, know it was, I didn't know it was TWE, so. Yeah, so I was double shot in there, and what was hilarious was, like, I um I left that show to go back to TWE, and I got pulled over on the way home, or on the way there, and I was only wearing trunks and a t-shirt, and a cop looked at me and goes, what the fuck are you wearing? And it was the hardest thing to explain. Oh, that's where the box point thing came from. Yeah. So, uh, that, that that's surprising. I didn't know that was your, uh, that was the night you decided to wrestle. That's cool. I also didn't know that we wanted to wrestle or to find a place, you know, a place that I could tell was worth going to and giving it a shot, you know? So how long did you train at Empire? Um, let's see. I trained for probably about four or five months and they made me a ref. Um, let's see. Okay. So it was... 2014 so i started wrestling around maybe march 2015 so close to the year there. oh that makes me feel so old ah yeah well he, he decided to start wrestling after watching me so imagine how i feel i mean that's i mean that's pretty not that you inspired this this man to wrestle well overall was the the moment that inspired you that made you realize like wow i really fucking hate wrestling <laughs> wait is he old enough for that yet um no trust me uh as far as like modern wrestling and just everything how it works now and just the shit you see on tv i dude i can't fucking stand it <laughs> my fucking <Yeah>. boy <laughs> <laughs> come, be, come be adopted by daddy I need more children 
<laughs> I mean, you got to think I've been watching wrestling since I was like two, and I mean that was kind of back when it was wrestling. So what year was that? Uh, nineteen ninety-eight. I so I have I have much to teach you. <laughs> come come with me, and you're all problems. Uh, so you got some off wrestling in the Empire. When was your first match? Where'd you have it at? Do what? When was your first match, and where was that? It was at Empire. Um, I wrestled Chris. Oh, really? It it was one of those things that Drew White. He was one of the guys that trained me, and he was like, you know, we. We've trained a few people here, but nobody's ever actually like debuted you. Yeah, I, I I was one of the ones that trained there and didn't debut you. <laughs> well, he told me he was like, I can get you booked at the deli. I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'll just wait. <laughs> I I never knew you wrestled for Empire. I didn't either, actually. I was a referee, and uh, I wrestled there. That's actually where I got the the name Cameron Cox. So. Moving on from Empire, where'd you where'd you uh, go after that? I know I met you at uh, Chips, right? It was either Chips or me, you, and Gabe went to NCW. But um, after Empire, me, Lamar Phillips, and uh, Steve Dave, we went to RCW and worked there two or three times. Just no offense to anybody, I just didn't really care for it. That even back then didn't really care for it. You know, Jesus, that's a car. Sorry. <laughs> well, this is like Jesus. That's a carload right there. What? Yeah, that really is. But, uh, <laughs> that I uh, I ended up at UEW, and uh, then I just started going to like shows. So that's where yeah, that would be where you guys met. That's probably where I met it as well. Oh yeah, I want to say I met both of y'all there actually. Yeah, because that I think you and I worked a match there one time. And I think that's how we met. Was uh, we worked that match together? How was that? I, I guess I, the I I agents like the last three or four shows at UEW, I was there. So yeah, yeah, yeah that was right. Oh, I guess I, I'm not supposed to be a wrestler. Yeah. You know? <laughs> how was it like getting to wrestle the the guy that kind of inspired you to start wrestling and being like, wow, I can really kick this dude's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, he kicked my ass a lot, but it was, it was a learning experience. I really didn't even realize it was him until we actually worked a couple of times, and I'm like, man, he looks familiar. I've seen him from somewhere, and then it hit me. Oh, he wrestled Joey that night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you made that much of an impression on him, JD. Jesus, apparently. Where do I meet you, Cameron? Uh, it was either RC ego. I was about to say or ego. So, it was one of the two, if not somewhere along the way. Maybe McDonald. Uh, I know. Hey, sir, I never worked it. So, I know at some point, uh, you and I were traveling with Gabe together. We traveled a lot, and I actually worked quite a few matches wherever we went because they always paired us off. They're like, "Oh, y'all rode together. We can, you can work." Uh. We had a, a pretty fun series of matches going from like Woody's to NCW, uh, back to Chips, uh, UEW a couple of times. I mean, we had a fun little series of matches. I've really enjoyed running the one of those guys who, for one, didn't bother me. You paid your gas money, and uh, you actually knew how to work a match. 
Well, I mean, back then I didn't think I knew how to, but I mean, I, mean, I guess I have some confidence in myself now. So. I always felt bad for you though, because we worked one match of chips where it was at Tyler and I were supposed to be tagging against you and Freddie, and then Tyler didn't show up, so it was me tagging or me against you and Freddie, and then Chip had me squash the fuck out of you. Little <laughs> four or something. It was like me, you, Freddie, and I can't remember the other guy's name. He was a shorter guy. I can't remember his name. But uh, Sport. yeah, it wasn't. I, I just remember, I just remember going out there and they had me squash all y'all, and I was like, why? Like, <laughs> why? Well, that I mean, I didn't. Like, you even ran on Friday night to Chattanooga, JD. Fuck. Well, that was like I really. Me and him worked at Ego. Barry was like, yeah, I give him a little bit and then kill him, and I was like, ah, fuck. And then I went over there and I said, uh, give me all your shit. <laughs> and we went out there. <laughs> And we just did it as just flawlessly, and I made him look good. He made me look good, and you know, I remember that match. That was a good little fucking match, dude. And then I feel like I killed you on that DDT, though. I apologize. Ah, <laughs> uh, you good? Hey, watch it. That's my that's my thing. <laughs> watch it. No, no, yeah, watch it's, it. it's been really fun watching you grow as a wrestler. I feel like I've been there a lot of the way um, just watching you. And every time I see you, I say, hey, good shit. You know, hell, you lost weight. You used to be a little bit bigger. Now you're fucking looking good. Still, that, That's what happens when you, uh, you know, kick your ex to the curb. So. <laughs> Damn. Brother. No idea. Wait till you get divorced the first time. Now these guys are all pretty. <laughs> these are you are all the time. But what we really all need to know is: Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> like the band? No, like ghosts, like the spooky That's kind. And now they suck. No, that's, all, that's just Scooby Doo music. But, no, I may not believe in horses. Not necessarily goats. Please don't tell me you believe in a flat earth. Oh, fuck no. That's just dumb. Okay, good. You just know. I'm not. I'm not letting this go. It's still going to bring it up. Actually, I I had a question. Like, I know, like, a lot of what you do is, like, music-centric. And to me, that's always been, because, like, what I do is very music-centric. Like, were there were there specific influences musically that shaped how you are as a wrestler? Uh, really, would it be? really like well, my entire career. I mean, it made me Corey Cox's little brother because Corey was like a hair metal guy, and uh, <laughs> hair metal. <laughs> so okay. we were that hair metal tag team, and I practically stayed that way with Freddie. I stayed that way when I went singles. I figured now it's just time to do something a little different, you know. Um, as far as musical influences, um, Van Halen is my favorite band, obviously. Uh, I love Alice and Chang, bands like that. I'm more into like old school music. Like, I yeah. look at modern music, like, I do modern wrestling. It's just so manufactured and just so shitty. I just don't care. Are you my son? Like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything, dude. Like, we should hang out. 
I just hate everything. Yeah, we'll probably get along. <laughs> Let's go. And use the DDT. Well, let me ask you uh, a question. Is there anybody out there that you probably haven't wrestled that you want to wrestle? That's a good question. I know, I know here's the thing. A lot of people kind of overlook you. And it's I, I mean, brag, but I think that's kind of my own fault and my own mentality or just not standing up for myself. But, you know. I always put you over, kid. But anyway, man, I would I would never put that on yourself because, goddamn, dude. Like I said, we've all been singing your praises this entire podcast. We've been doing it prior to this yeah. podcast. People are right. looking at you, and that's their fault, not yours. Well, I, I, like I said, I've grown to learn that you know it really just doesn't matter what people saying. You know, I know I'm good at what I do. Am I the best? No, but I know what I'm I know what I'm doing, and I know I'm good at what I do. So, but see, that's the thing. You ever think you're the best at what you do? You should quit because there's no yep. room for growth anymore. All right, so so who is it? Who's the who's the one person right now that you want to wrestle? I don't. Wait, wait. Give us five. Give us five people you would, you would just adore to wrestle. Right off the top of my head, and I feel like I'll miss a few and then kick myself in the ass, but uh. Of course, Joey Lynch. Um, I never got to work him. He kind of helped train me a little bit, so mm -hmm. I would love to work. Um, well, honestly, you, Jake, I would, I would like to wrestle you. So, really, damn, I don't oh. wrestle anymore. You guys have, you guys have never wrestled each other. I don't think no. we have. I think we were, never. we did like battle royal one time, and we just like punched and kicked and walked away, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I find that that's a. That's kind of mind-blowing to me, considering how many shows we've been on with him. Yeah, for real. My my tiny heart is growing three sizes now. All right, so Joey and Jake. And uh, let's see, who else? Probably Torque as well. Hell yeah, Torque's the greatest oh, wrestler ever. Torque? What is wrong with you fucking I think interact. Oh, everybody's up with Torque. Yeah, who the fuck... Who the fuck do we need to talk to to book a match between Cam and fucking Torque? That should have been booked at Chips. <laughs> exactly. I figured they did that at RCW, but they didn't give a shit about me, so. <laughs> did did Torque work Chips? Yeah, quite a bit there. Yeah. Torque, yeah. So, That's Jake, Joey, and Torque. Uh, the veritable murderer's row. That is a very good fucking... I well, that's see. almost a boys' table. Well, like another one who kind of helped guide me along the way. I didn't really get to. I worked with him, but I didn't get to work a match with him. Uh, Chip okay. Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, holy shit, dude! Someone booked that. I would watch fuck fuck out of that. And just right off the top of my head, because uh, me and Gabe went to Southern Honor just to check it out, probably about a month ago. And actually, you chip worked this guy. I'd, no offense to him. I'd never heard of him. I just don't pay attention to new wrestling. But I thought he was amazing. He's a guy called uh, Shoot Taylor, I believe is his name. Was it? Shoot Taylor, I think is his name. Shoot Taylor. I don't know him, but I want to. He's Yeah, given his name, I want to know this dude. Apparently, Will knows him. No, that's just a fucking goofy ass name. 
<laughs> no, I love that name. Let's go. Fucking and, and you know where she Oh damn. Will you had a you had a really good question. You talked to us about what was it again? Yeah, oh yeah. So uh there there was a couple. Firstly, just to kind of warm up, who's your favorite Godzilla monster? This is important. Hang on here. Hang on here. We will because judge you on this. I, I, my best friend is into that type of stuff, and he like tried so hard to get me into that. Uh, is the guy's name it was Gamera? Was that a Godzilla monster? Oh, disqualified. No, <laughs> fuck you, Will. No, the only one I can think of. <laughs> we got next, Will. So, it's it's something that every I feel like every wrestler thinks at least once watching the big leagues. Who all's who's the the biggest wrestler on TV? You think you could shoot on? <laughs> well, I don't know how well wrestling you could shoot on and win. Oh, oh, fucking uh, pockets, Orange Cassidy, fuck that guy. <laughs> oh my god, you are my son. You are my son. I hate that fucking dude. I'm debating on whether I should tell a story or not, but no, no tell the story. Tell the story. No, if you're burying Orange Cassidy, tell the story, fucking please. I hate that fucking dude. Tell it. Well, Let's go. Right before the pandemic, um, mm-hmm. when the night factory opened up, yeah, I went there and was there probably maybe three or four times before the pandemic happened. But uh, everybody seemed kind of you know impressed with me and whatnot. I remember they had me do a practice match. Yeah, and they had me go over, and I was like, "All right, well, I hopped up on the second rope and I hit my DDT," and here comes Pockets after the match, and he takes my hand, and he's like, hey, man, I, I really dig that DDT you did. And I was like, oh, man, thanks. I appreciate that. I mean, I knew who he was, but I'd never watched him before. I didn't know what his old deal was. So I got on the pay-per-view a couple of days later, and I think he was wrestling uh, Neville or Pac, whatever they call him now. And um, yeah. yeah, well, Pockets goes to the top rope. God damn it. Pocket. And he jumps out and it's my DDT. Pins him and he kicks out on oh. it. I just cut it off. I said, Yeah, oh. DT, didn't you, motherfucker? Oh. Wow. He really loved that DDT. He did. I was like, Hell, I thought I was being original here and coming up with something people haven't seen in a while. <laughs> Damn. Fuck you, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Damn. So you do you do a DDT at like off the second? I do it off the second. He did it off the top, but still it was just that uh Yo, that's well dude, you're already famous. I'm trying to be famous here. And <laughs> you just you had to <laughs> Yo, come with me, son. I will teach you the ways. I will teach you the ways in the DDT. What would you Don't say take- so far? Sorry, what would you say so far in your career is your favorite match you've had? Ooh, that's a good question. Briefly or just of all time? Of all time. Yeah, that you've ever had. Well, probably a couple months ago with Brad. I really enjoyed that. Brad Cat? Yeah, Brad Cat. 
You know, I I really enjoyed that match. Uh, you, I had you send that to me, as a matter of fact, so I could review it. I, I Who enjoyed was that. that? See, it was at a. a it was where? C C one that show that runs the McDonald's now. Yeah, I, I, I've been there. Fuck, is that online anywhere? I want to watch that actually. Yeah, I don't know. Was online? I think it's still online. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail because I really don't know the whole scenario but i think the guy that uh was doing like the music and recording the matches at the show yeah something happened and he just left and when he left i guess the uh youtube page was his so like all the videos now are private oh no i didn't realize that i i, I don't know what went down so i'm not really going to speak upon it so well this has to be because i i'm a big brad cash fan Especially when Brad's not doing hardcore shit, and I would love to watch that. So, well, I can. We did a little bit of art. It was a casket match, so I was like, we we're gonna have to do something. So, yeah, but Brad's telling a story, and Brad can tell a great story. And that's what I—that's kind of what I pride myself on when it comes to it is just telling a good story. And I felt like me and Brad did that very well. Well, it was like our match kind of did the, uh, you know, I'm bigger than you story. So, you know. Yeah, that's every match you have. Say that. I'm not often that you're the not the biggest dude in the match. Well, Octavius. Thank you. Whenever he goes back to Pop's house. Because <laughs> that, that is the undisputed world's largest athlete. I'm sorry, what, Cameron? It was actually one of my more recent favorite matches was getting to wrestle the, uh, the Young Bloods here recently. Oh, so. uh, yeah, I love working with them. I love me some big Wait, wait till you wrestle them like 12 times in a row. You'll hate doing it. And yeah. Shit. That's fair. And then like, wrestling first couple them. times you... Yeah, the first couple times you wrestle them, it's amazing. When you have to wrestle them the 7th, 8th, ninth. 12th time it's like uh, but once you get to 13 and 14 it circles back around again trust yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's it, if mentally you can make it that far it's not that i didn't like match 7 8 9 and 10 11 12 it's just they got a lot harder yeah and a lot rougher like cuz like it, it seemed like for a lot of places would be like, oh, we don't know what to fucking do. Jake and Shane versus the Young Bloods, and we're like, God damn it! <laughs> so I'll get okay. He's got some. He's got some kicks on him. Like there was a couple times he kicked me, and I was like, Oh my god, I can't breathe. Tell my Scooty, bro. It's been my dude, Scooty about kill me one time. You. And then I'll take me into the sixth row if you're not fucking fucking careful. How did that happen? Dude, Octa it's scary because Octavius doesn't know how strong he is. And he will get you into the fucking seventh row. And it becomes take home a wrestler night. Like you just become a foul ball at a ball game. Like just don't get yeeted, brother. You have I mean, if you, question, you, I you have no choice. Have you ever wrestled Metis? Yes. Yeah. Right, but that would be another one I'd like to work with. Watch out for his chop. Watch out for his I'll kick. 
I want to say I'm actually back in the day, I repped a few Menace's matches and I was like, yeah, that guy's got some chops on him, man. <laughs> to be fair, it does. I think these dudes put their put Menace's chops over a lot harder than they should because Menace's chop being they weren't that fucking bad. But then again, I read Ringo a lot and Ringo like the double hand chop people, and those are fucking awful. I was about to say, I feel like, I feel like once you've done it for a while, it's kind of like the dazed and confused mentality. You know, you ask it so numb, might as well just get it over with. You know, <laughs> seriously, you're my son. You just made the dazed and confused riff. No, like, you just get a lot smarter because I give Menace one chop and then I cut him off. And that was the, <laughs> that was it. You get one. Why would you stand there and let him slap you in the chest? Like, exactly. Stupid. Yeah, that's something about modern wrestling. I don't like the, just back and forth, standing there looking at each other. And I'm like, take him in the dick, <laughs> you know? For real, are you my son? You are Jake's son. I've got so many things to do with you right now. That'd be great. <laughs> You ever in the market for a tag team partner, Cameron Cox? Like, I'll give you my number after this interview is over. <laughs> Dude, I'm always down to have a younger kid to take all the abuse while I get the glory. Like, I'm, hey, hey, Jake. I'm, um, while while we fucking succeed, Jake, don't you have a a fucking group that you could add him in? I do have a fucking group. That's that's in that's in Athens, and that doesn't that's not. You have two different yeah. groups. It's kind of funny because when I explain to the guy that runs that show, I'm wanting to go into a different direction. He was like, right "Yeah, he was like, oh, you can't do that. That's too close to Jake's stuff." And I was like, "Well, all right, I won't." <laughs> hey, but there's always room in the family. Always. Well, no, you're good. Jake's about to do a big gimmick switch. Oh, am I? Yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be real into surfing and he's gonna ride out on a surfboard to the ring and then he'll do like the little slither in and he'll be the sea snake Randy Rip. No, no. Actually you really are about to have a kid change. I am? Yes. Enlighten me, please. You know what it is. I do. The ass scene. The what? As seen. Oh, I uh, as seen on HBO, brother. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, was... That scene on LSD. I was gonna start wearing that out to the ring. So, man. Were you actually done at LSD? Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the proper answer. Uh, I mean, I, this new direction I'm going in, you know, a lot of been inspired by like the other wrestlers and whatnot. Uh, there's a movie I don't know if y'all have ever seen it. It's called Ricky Six, and uh, that's kind of where I come. It's actually based on a true story. Look up, look up Ricky Casson. Ricky who? Ricky Casson. It's a uh, it's a wild movie. I'm not gonna spoil nothing. You just gotta watch it. <laughs> All right, brother. Yeah, uh, he's cool. Really... Is it like a '90s movie? I think. Yeah, I think it came out like late '90s, maybe 2000, something like that. So, it wasn't a very popular movie, I don't think. 
Um, but you, you can find it on this. Are the not popular ones from the nineties are the best ones. I don't know. I mean, same with the eighties, the cheesy horror films, but this one isn't too cheesy. It's just really like, whoa, what just happened? It's a horror movie. Fuck. All right, let's go. I'm in. Cast. I'm going to write that shit down. All right, Cameron, before we get out of here today, uh, let me ask you one last question. If there was anything about the culture of wrestling you had to change right now, what would it be? Oh, that's a loaded question. Yeah, that is a loaded question. Let me thank you. Um, So much shit (laughs) that could be changed. Um, Brother. Brother. Honestly, to answer it in a simple way, a lot of these younger guys, when they get trained, and I'm not saying they have to be trained by like some superstar, but a lot of these guys that get trained don't understand and it's not their fault. They just want to be wrestlers. They don't realize that they go to these guys that, oh, I did a, I, I jobbed out on WCW one night or I jobbed out on a WWF house show one night. Okay, that's all, but what, how is that going to benefit? And brothers are weird students. A lot of them will take your money. And train you for a couple of weeks and say, go te- go find somewhere to work. And then other times it's like, they just get taught these bad habits. And you know, like, I, like yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail just because, but I think these younger guys just need to make sure, kind of like I, what I did with Empire. They need to make sure that the show they're going to or the person that is training them knows what they're doing. They don't have to be a superstar. Just make sure that you know that they know what they're doing. And I think think if we had more trainers like that and more younger guys that are open-minded to looking at stuff like that, business would get a whole lot better. It's a great answer and a great perspective. Yeah, we need more trainers like Paul Lee like that. Uh, give me $300. Go find some real work. <laughs> Cameron, uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. Uh, best of luck. And whatever you have coming up, uh, I will definitely be looking forward to it. Yeah, and us about the show schools, dude. Do you got like Twitter and Facebook and all that Exactly. Shit? Yeah, let us know where we can find you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a social media person. I'm not very tech savvy. I wouldn't have a Facebook if it wasn't for wrestling and the fact that I broke my phone and couldn't get a hold of anybody. Um <laughs> but I throw um I throw a lot of my stuff up there every now and then. So if you look for it, you can find it. I just want to say something that I've been wanting to say the whole time. Uh I really commend you uh for having your championship in frame for this whole interview. I like a video feed of it up, so <laughs> why hey, he's proud of his belt. Let him be proud of his belt. No, I'm com- I'm saying that's the way it should be. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to promote himself. He's promoting no, one W. I mean, hey, I'm saying that for the listeners. Let the man be proud of his belt, even if it doesn't <laughs> always be as strong. <laughs> Cameron, uh, thank you for your radio station champion. That'd be badass. Hey, I was the first one too. There's never been a radio champion until now. <laughs> hey, there you go. I can go. And that's something you can throw on your tombstone. Right? First ever. <laughs> you could start a fucking Twitter just based off that. And you could. Why that? I mean, are y'all going to as popular as Blue Cane? I ain't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Cane. 
Uh, Cameron, once again, thank you very much for stopping by tonight, man. Uh, best of luck and everything you got coming up, and uh, we'll be on the lookout for it. Man, thank y'all, man. I really appreciate it, dude. Everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of another freaking wrestling podcast. And uh, until then, Jake, what do they need to do? Bring me some more beers. <laughs>